What is up, everybody? Josh here. Just to let you guys know, before we get into today's podcast, just to let you guys know, we had some technical difficulties. So what you guys will hear at, at the beginning of the podcast is me going through the quick news rundown or most of the quick news rundown. And then I will let you guys know what Seth replied to it. And then during about halfway through it, you guys will notice a switch, in which case things got figured out and we were able to get things back in sync where they needed to be. Thanks for listening. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, whenever it is that you're hearing my voice. Welcome to a new season of the Apple Tech Facts. I'm your host, Josh Lyon, and joined as always with me, Mr. Seth Cruz. It's a new season, it's a new day. First and foremost, I want to say, Seth, what's new with you? He mentioned that he was back to Ubering, Uber driving. Uh, over the holiday season, uh, as you guys have noticed, we took a we took a little bit of a break, and now we are back at it with a new season. And what uh, is new with me is not a lot. Just got a whole uh, a ring uh, doorbell system, so I'm getting used to that. Next up, happy birthday, iPhone! Today is 15 year birthday. It's old enough to get its own. Learns from it to drive. Seth mentioned that he remembers having the first iPhone and having to design an, the online banking app. And just says that he just, you know, he kind of remembers it like yesterday. Apple is the first $3 trillion company in the world. And it kind of seems like yesterday to me that. We were really talking about this just on, you know, season two a year ago when they became the first trillion dollar company. And now here it is a year later and here we are. They're already at three trillion. This just stands to reason that you need to follow investing, you know, fundamentals on this. And like, you know, we've said before and as many financial gurus investment gurus out there they'll tell you the same thing is if you own a product invest in the company too so if you own an iphone invest in apple that way you're you're driving up you know your stock price whenever you make make a purchase through your the app store or even with a, a new hardware device seth mentioned that Seth mentioned that it kind of provides a level of investment security with the amount of money that they have in reserves so that they can spend it on innovation in a smart way, financially speaking. That's that's how they got there by providing these quality products and not burning through, you know, cash like all these other companies are just on random on random things. They're very articulate about where they invest their money in. Next up, Apple loses lead Apple Silicon designer Jeff Wilcox to Intel. This was kind of a big thing because you know, he originally had started out at Intel and then eventually went went back. And Seth brought up a good point that he thinks Apple actually finished the Silicon transition earlier than what they were supposed to be. And I think he's right. 
And, you know, this just stands as a, as a testament that how much of an impact that this guy had on Intel when he left and came and did a whole two-year transition inside of that for Apple, and now he's going back. It's going to be interesting to see what Intel comes up with here probably next year after the ball gets rolling on the whole supply chain issues that, you know, we're seeing. Moving on. Apple's annual shareholder meeting will occur on March 4th. So if you are one of those people out there that when you bought your iPhone, you also own stock in Apple, you're going to get a notification about it that you're going to want to place your proxy uh, votes on things that whatever Apple has on the agenda for the year. So check whatever brokerage firm app that you guys use for that. Finally, after almost a two-year delay, Dropbox is finally in the testing phases for a native M1 Mac app. This is big because I think Dropbox is the most popular cloud storage app on there because it's the most versatile. So I know people have been uh, clamoring for it and complaining about it ever since the M1 was released and we've talked about it before. So this is, this is big news. So I don't use it personally, so I, I don't really care uh, less any than the next guy but you know to each their own next up google is seeing some woes with in the ios system meaning with if you're a user of google chrome for the browser it seems to be freezing the uh, browser up and the phones up so make sure that you guys make the switch over to safari which we recommend anyways because it is a desktop browser experience where Chrome is just a mobile version of the sites that you go to and it's also more secure. Another Google woe here, they recently lost a patent war with Sonos where the technology behind the smart speaker where you have the ability to control all devices with, with one, that is going to be stripped from HomePod devices so not not really something that is small by any means and it's going to affect millions of devices because what Apple did or not Apple Google did was they made sure that they put a price point where everybody was going to be able to get one it's price friendly in the value and now instead of paying the licensing fee for to be able to use the patent they're just stripping it from devices so I think that was effective immediately. So if you saw a update to your Google Home devices to where now you have to individually uh, control each speaker, smart speaker, then that's why. Last thing for your quick news rundown, Seth alluded to it at the beginning of the podcast where he was mentioning that he was having some HomeKit video related issues. And the story behind that is that there's currently a HomeKit bug with secure video where the thumbnails that you are seeing at the beginning of your uh, feeds are actually outdated by what could be, you know, if hours, if not weeks. And Seth did mention that he was definitely seeing that issue on all of his cameras uh, that he has enabled for the HomeKit app. So be on the lookout for a HomeKit update for that. Uh, when it is released, we will let you guys know. So I'm just going to tell you, if you've, if you've got the HomeKit secure video, 
and you use the home app, you're probably not seeing an updated image from your from your your device. Now, I will say that it seems to only be a bug within the home app. So if your device has its own app, Eufy or one of those, right, then you'll get an updated screen image in the other apps, but just not in the home app. It's not enough for me to stop using it, and when you tap on the image, you get a live stream, it does work, you can set up notifications, those all still work. It's still seeing motion when things run by, but, you know, just be aware that if you're just looking at the, from the home app, scrolling down, looking at it, looking at one of your cameras, it's not yep. going to be there. Now, Josh, you, you just installed... A ring doorbell. Yep, I did. Uh, I guess I should have thrown that in my what's new with you. I got my ring doorbell set up and <laughs> my smart light yeah. bulb set up in my house now through HomeKit app. So there I expanded go. a little bit into the uh, yeah. smart world, smart home world. And, you know, I've, I've played around with it a little bit. I'm still getting used to it. And I love that I get the notifications when I'm gone that there's somebody at my door because I could check right. the live feed and see, you know, who it is or if it's just somebody walking by, you know, yep. it's one of those things. So I haven't yeah. toyed around with settings or anything like that to let it know that, hey, I'm home, don't notify me type of thing. Um, right. But I'll get there, you know, it's like I said, I've had it for less than a year. So you can look for me to expand on that uh, here in the next few episodes, probably. Because it takes some getting <laughs> used to, you know, if you're not that Deep, where my previous experience was just with the HomePod Mini and got my wife's. Oh, I right. did get my wife's HomePod Mini set up in her craft room as well. So we uh, got that finally set up and now can use the intercom feature. I think yep. that's her favorite feature out of the whole entire HomePod versus actually being able to use it as a smart speaker. So, yay. <laughs> I'm happy. That makes me happy. That's awesome, man. Yep. Uh, one last thing on Google, guys, I forgot to mention this earlier, is that Google recently lost a lawsuit with Sonos. They were kind of infringing on the patent a little bit. They kind of got, the sto long story short, they caught a uh, behind-the-scenes look back in 2013, I think it was, or 2017, was 2013 like or 17 well, for the smart speakers, speakers, right? For Sonos smart speakers. And yep. they... Yep. Kind of re-engineered it, and then Sonos said, hey, we didn't give you permission to do that, and so now we're suing you, and guess what? Google lost. So instead of Apple paying for that licensing to Sonos, or Google, Google. sorry, Google's <laughs> paying for that licensing, yeah. they decided to strip that feature from the uh, from all of their home devices. So basically your smart speakers. So you can't do just one volume speaker for all your speakers, like just to control the volume all from one slider. You can't do that anymore now and on the, on the Google side. And that makes me wonder, did Apple steal that tech also? Cause they have stereo pairs or did they pay Sonos or did they come up with their own, thing that somehow doesn't violate you know that. apple's getting sued every day for for different things they got a dozen different lawsuits going on right now i wouldn't be surprised but apple has shown in the past I, that they have no problem paying 
I reference history where they paid uh, Samsung a hefty five billion dollars or million dollars in nickels in trucks <laughs> to their facility. So <laughs> I I think it's telling that they didn't get sued and Google did. To me, you know, maybe this is going to come out in six months. My money's on that they paid for the patent portfolio and Sonos is already getting their money. And then they looked at, at Google doing the same thing and not paying them money and said, hey. So, you know, I'm really interested to see, to hear more. I don't think it's going to come out in the news for a while, but I think that'll be a really interesting tidbit when we do yep. hear about it. Yep. And we'll cover that, guys, because it, it impacts a lot of Absolutely. people. Absolutely. We'll bring it back up when yep. it happens. Last up for you today, guys. Our deep dive main topic conversation is something that Seth and I both felt kind of strongly about, to be honest, because of how beneficial it has been to our own lives, uh, personally on an individual basis, yep. and that's focus modes. You know, we've talked about it before, we briefly mentioned it and to you about, you know, everything about how to do it, we've explained it. I even put a post up back in September on september 23rd i actually did a screen recording of how to set up focus modes on our instagram account so make sure you guys go and check back and uh see how to set those up but seth i wanted to ask you how do you use focus modes or how many do you have how many do you have when do you use them how do you use them what do you have approved for usage as far as apps or people within those modes right so I have a do not disturb where everything's off. I don't let anything in. That's that's basically this almost the same as my sleep focus mode. The difference with sleep focus mode is that it does let my favorites, my important contacts call through. And of course, on any focus mode, if you call multiple times or text multiple times, there's options. If, again, you have to be on an iPhone, but you can send a message on through. There, there's some things there. So anyway, I have a do not disturb, which is basically don't let anything through. A work mode that actually has a geofence. When it when it sees me arrive at work, the focus mode turns yep. on. The other thing is when I'm since I'm working from home right now, the work mode turns on at a specific time and it turns off at a yep. specific time. The other one I have, of course, is sleep. And this ties in with my smart scale and my watch and all these different devices to tell me, hey, you need to charge your watch before you go to bed. Uh, hey, you got eight hours of sleep tonight. Good job. Right. There's there's these health and mindfulness kind of things that are tied with that sleep focus mode. I even have one for podcasting so that I don't get a bunch of dings on my on my devices. And that's the other thing. When I when I turn a focus mode on on my phone, my watch, and my computer, everything that's tied to the same iCloud login, they all get that same focus mode. And then I have one for Uber, and a per like that. And then I, I do have one that's kind of like that for driving. The difference is in driving mode. That one happens when I plug it in to the CarPlay. So CarPlay activates the driving focus mode. And that that really just 
puts it kind of like into a do not disturb mode where people get a message that I'm driving. Yep. But the Uber mode, the Uber mode, I allow Venmo and I allow Snapchat through and the Uber focus mode turns on when I, when I start the Uber app. So when I start the Uber app, other than my wife and one other Uber driver, no text messages come through from anybody. Nice. But Snapchat will always come through because guess what? I have a lot of people that post to their stories. There's a lot yep. of activity and things that I, I like to see what's going on. Plus, all of my writers want to update their story and add me to their story and post to my story. And so I'm always in there and, and seeing what's going on there. So I like to have Snapchat. In fact, I even have the banner alert stay stuck because while I'm driving, I'm not going to look at it, but I don't want to miss right. something. So when I get to a stoplight, there's the alert from Snapchat that I missed yep. while I was driving. So you can do a lot of really cool things. When I, I also have the Lyft app and, and a few other apps that when, it, when I bring those on, there's one that tracks my mileage. When I start those apps, it knows that I'm, I'm probably going to be doing Uber, so it turns that Uber focus mode on. So there's just different focus modes for different things, but I would say, yeah, absolutely. You know, you can, you can set a lot of different things up, and if, if somebody's got a focus mode on and maybe they have all their alerts silenced, I think I did this <laughs> to you today, Josh, send yep. anyway, and then it does like a slam notification in the text message to yes. get your attention. So yep. anyway, kind of funny. So yeah. useful, guys. So useful. And I'm kind of I'm right there along with you, Seth, where I kind of have the same mode set up, except uh, yep. mostly minor, most at minor, more at based and people based. Uh, for the most part, you know, I do sure. have my uh, my personal one that I'll turn on every once in a while when I need to kind of take a mental health break. And I don't want to be bothered by anybody. Yep. And that means including anybody in my family, which they all have access yep. to with my other modes, my work mode and uh, sleep mode. Family could all get through to me there when I have those turned on with do not disturb. That's kind of another one that I use. It's almost like my personal one that I don't have anybody get through to. So it's completely cut right. off. My work mode is actually geared towards app, more app-based. Family can text me and a couple of friends can text me uh, through that, but that's pretty much it. There's only like a couple of apps like my calendar app, the Dark Sky Weather app, and a couple of others that I have. And then I yeah. also have, yeah. you could also tailor it to where you can hide specific pages of your phone. So... With how I have my home screen set up, yes. is I have all of my productivity stuff on my home page, and I have all of my entertainment stuff on my second page. I actually recently set it up to where I actually okay. hid my second page while I'm in work mode, so I can't even scroll to my second page. So the only way to get to any of my entertainment apps go. is through my app library, where I have to search for it, and by <laughs> the time I do all that work, it's just not going to be worth it, and yep. I'm done You know, with it anyway. So, yep, and, and then do. sleep mode. I have is when I basically turn that on whenever I'm not on call for work, which I am every three weeks as of right mm -hmm. now. And sure. So I have that plus family. They're the only ones I can get through on that. 
Um, but basically, it's kind of more tied to people and app-based on that. I don't want ESPN and Yahoo Fantasy basketball notifications coming in at 5 o'clock when it's 6 o'clock Eastern time, oh. you know, because that's what happens. I'm glad you. I'm glad you mentioned that because when I get home and I go to bed, I do not want Snapchat and people messaging me on. <laughs> when I was driving on Uber, I wanted yep. to see all that. When I get home and I go to bed, I turn my sleep focus mode on, and it silences all yep. of that. So you're absolutely right, Josh. You've you've got to be able to do that, or it just keeps dinging. And you know what's really interesting is that I have all that set up, and my wife mm. does not. So when I'm laying in bed, my phone's quiet and hers keeps dinging. So think about if some if if you're if you're married, you have a significant other that's that's in the bed with you. You know, it might be that you both got to set up the focus. Yeah, and because <laughs> I'm definitely noticing. Yep, I've that. been noticing that a lot lately. My uh, to my own self, my wife's phone only only uh, going off in the middle of the night. But luckily, she is actually. Yep. Turn her volume all the way down so it's our vibration only mode. So if I'm up at you know two o'clock sure, or three o'clock sure. in the morning just because I can't sleep, which happens more often than I would care to admit, uh, but I I will hear it. Then she's not disturbed. Yeah, she's by not that. disturbed by that. Yeah, but you do. But hear I it. Yep. but I'll hear it and I can deal yep. with a vibrate more than I can deal with a whole sound coming Absolutely. through. You know, in the middle of the night. So. Again, make sure you guys go follow us on Instagram at uh, Apple Tech Facts Pod. Twitter is Apple Tech Facts. And also with Facebook, you can also check us out there. The username that you can search for is Apple Tech Facts, but the account itself is still under the Weekly Tech Facts uh, old branding and name. Still kind of dealing with that issue. Maybe uh, we'll get that resolved by the end of the year. I don't know. But other than that, guys... That's it. Happy New Year. Hope you guys got something entertaining out of it. As always, go and rate us on iTunes. We greatly, greatly appreciate it, as well as Spotify, guys. We are on there as well. So, Seth, do you have anything else for us? Oh, hey. I I just wanted to mention, uh, give people kind of an idea. I'm old enough to remember the first TED Talk. Did you know that, Josh? Yeah, it was excellent.
<laughs> the true first TED Talk. And with that being said, guys, be excellent to each other. <laughs>